The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Mike Opelka with you. And uh, we we were monitoring what's going on in Miami in Little Havana today as the president is announcing that he is, quote, canceling. Obama's deal with Cuba. He talked about some bad deals in Cuba or bad deals from the Obama administration. And uh, he he just uh, highlighted a few of them, in, including our our travel deal with Cuba. And he talked about the uh, the Iranian deal and said it was a one of just one of a host of bad deals from Barack Obama. But then Donald Trump just told a story that I think is the best story he's told. And it's a true story. And I wish he'd have told this story instead of that dumb snake story that he kept telling on the campaign trail. Uh, this was an incredible story. And I'm betting it, I'm betting there's a movie about this. If there isn't, there needs to be a movie about this. It's the story of Luis Haza, uh, a young boy when when Fidel Castro took over Cuba and took over the entire country when the revolution took hold in Cuba years ago. And he, he told the story of Luis Haas's father, who was a, a local a local police sheriff, I think, and somebody who opposed the the takeover of the country. And Haas's dad was was killed, one of the many people who was killed in the early days of the Cuban dictator's takeover. And the young boy was discovered to be an accomplished violinist. And as we know, in in countries like China and Cuba and North Korea, in communist countries, when a young talent is, is discovered, what happens typically is the government takes over the life of that person and starts exploiting their talents and using it as propaganda. And the same is true of this young boy who at eight years old had to witness his father being lost to an execution squad. Well, the Cuban people were trying to 
take this young boy and use him and his his talents with the violin as an example of what good can come out of a communist regime. And Trump just told the story, the president just told the story of the day that the Cuban soldiers burst into the home to force the young child to play at a professional event that they had arranged and a concert that was supposed to happen. And the young boy didn't didn't want to play. He wanted to go to the United States of America. He was a young boy in his early teens now at the time. He refused to play for Castro. And according to all the stories, the military squad charged into a rehearsal hall and pointed machine guns, as it's written, at the at the pianist and said, boy, play something. He played the American National Anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. And he said that they, they didn't know what to do. They froze in place. They had no idea what to do. They said, you could, you could hear a pin drop after he finished. Shortly after that, Haza, Luis Haza and his family managed to get out and get to Spain. And they they waited in Spain in, in hopes of emigrating to the United States. And they arrived in the U.S. November 3rd, 1964. It just happened to be an election day. He's, he's told this story in several different places. And he said recently in, in one retelling of it, now I understand why my father died. In his death, Colonel... Bonifacio Haza, his dad, served his country and served his family, teaching him the value of freedom. Luis Haza is internationally known as a violinist. And Trump telling that story, I, I don't know. Is there a movie? Does somebody know? I just heard the story. For me, it's the first time I've heard it. I, I think it's kind of amazing. And uh, I, I could see this as a movie. Obviously, with the, the scene of the guards bursting into the government-run rehearsal hall and demanding the kid come with them and play for the leader of the nation. And then the kid playing the American National Anthem. That's a Hollywood story right there. Well, Donald Trump invited young Luis, or now he's not that much. He's not, he's not young anymore. He's... He, <laughs> He's probably in his 50s, invited the young man up to uh, the stage, and it punctuated this address before he signed the executive action on Cuba, canceling Obama's deal. Young Luis was on stage with his violin and played the national anthem again with the violin. It's pretty dramatic. I, I know Shamont was trying to grab it. I don't know if we have it yet. I, I think we have to play it. If we find it, we should play it. Uh, it is, um, it's, it's stirring. And it's, it's worth just stopping everything to hear this. You could feel the emotion coming out of the, the strings from that, uh, that violin. I wonder what the reaction is in Havana. I'm sure we're going to be hearing some of this. There was actually speculation I heard today that Donald Trump was doing this to hurt people who compete with him in the hotel business because hotels have gone up 
in Cuba and uh, that that they're saying that Donald Trump would be the benefactor here. I'm sorry. I think that's a little bit of a reach. We keep reaching for all these strange links to uh, anything whenever Donald Trump does something. Just seems a a little bit bizarre. But Cuba, I'm sure, will have a reaction. Uh, Cuba will have some statement on this. And to give you an idea of, of how this felt, if you missed it, and if you feel so inclined, if you're able to, uh, you should stand whenever the national anthem is played. I will be. So this was uh, just really minutes ago. Uh, young Luis Haza, and I say young because he's younger than me and he's much younger than Donald Trump, on stage in Little Havana with his, with his violin reliving that moment. Wow. How is that not a movie? Again, maybe it is. We'll take a break and check, or we'll check in the break. One of the things about the announcement today, canceling Barack Obama's deal with Cuba, very interesting that this president actually called for the extradition of, you heard him mention cop killers, Asata Shakur, uh, also known as Joanne Deborah Chesimard. We've written on the blaze about Asata Shakur. She's been an inspiration to many of the uh, protests that went on in the malls around the country, uh, some dealing with the Black Lives Matter crew. She is a convicted cop killer, a domestic terrorist, and she is currently in Cuba. Barack Obama would never demand never demand that she be extradited. Donald Trump talked about that, and I salute him for doing just that. Michael Pelka, stepping aside for an early break, I want to see if we can find, if we can absolutely uh, find uh, the, the details on this movie. Does, is there a movie that exists about this story? If not, I'm guaranteeing somebody in Hollywood's jumping on it right now. And uh, good for you. It's a great idea. Uh, We'll be right back on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Your Opelka with Mike Opelka. Kind of amazing that uh, President Trump actually called out the name of the first woman ever put on the FBI's most wanted list. She was on the FBI's most wanted terror list and placed there just about four years ago on the 40th anniversary of the bloody gun battle that killed a New Jersey state trooper. There's also a bounty on her head. There was a $2 million bounty on her head back in uh, 2014. It might be bigger right now. It's um, Joanne Deborah Chesimard is the name also uh, of Asata Shakur. Somebody that the Black Lives Matter movement decided to embrace. Somebody that the Black Lives Matter movement decided to use and chant her lyrics couple years ago and uh, she's been in Cuba we know she's in Cuba everybody's known she's in Cuba law enforcement has called on the the White House to demand that she be returned to us for years Barack Obama wouldn't do anything about it she surfaced in Cuba in 1984 and uh, she was there slamming America, anti-American views, and speeches that she was allowed to give. She was allowed to live and speak in Cuba, talking about revolution and terrorism. She was a domestic terrorist, still is. Took part in a, an execution-style murder of a, of a New Jersey trooper. And uh, maybe part of the soul of the Black Liberation Army, according to some. Cuba has no extradition policy with us. And Donald Trump did talk about leaving our embassy open, which I thought was an interesting bit of, uh, of political chess. The president just finished speaking. And in the speech, he, he kind of played some tough cards that I don't think Cuba's going to like. And one of those dealt with this this terrorist who's been holed up in Cuba for such a long time, since 1984. Here's what he said, the warning to the Castro regime. So to the Castro regime, I repeat, the harboring of criminals and fugitives will end. You have no choice. It will end. Kind of a strong stance, right? You have no choice. When was the last time an American president said that? That kind of reminds me of of, uh, Reagan and JFK. You have no choice. I shouldn't stop him. I'll let him continue. I know. Any changes to the relationship between the United States and Cuba will depend on real progress toward these and the other goals 
many of which I've described. When Cuba is ready to take concrete steps to these ends, we will be ready, willing, and able to come to the table to negotiate that much better deal for Cubans, for Americans, much better deal. And a deal that's fair. A deal that's fair. And a deal that makes sense. Our embassy remains open in the hope that our countries can forge a much stronger and better path. I, I think that's a very interesting move. A very interesting chess move by the president. Our embassy remains open. Our embassy remains open in hopes to forge a much better deal. Not just a deal for Cuba, but for the people of Cuba. I think the president is really, really trying to show the world that he is, in fact, the guy who can make deals happen. Fascinating. So uh, we're going to watch this story and see if there is a reaction from Cuba. I'm sure there's something coming out. There are going to be uh, negative comments on this, of course, because uh, the, the peop- John Kerry, I- I'm surprised John Kerry doesn't have a statement out already on this. And you know this is going to be tempting Barack Obama to make a comment. Obama has been doing everything he can to keep himself in the spotlight. And undoing a Barack Obama executive order that so many people supported, uh, well, it's going to force Obama to come out of the woodwork again, isn't it? I'm betting you we hear from Barack Obama very soon. On the other side of the coin, this is also putting some of the media uh, off of its recent focus on trying to figure out what the president meant with his tweets this morning, saying he's being investigated for firing the FBI director by, uh, by the man who was chummy with the FBI director. Kind of interesting. The president kind of went on the attack with Twitter this morning. Uh, as the White House describes it, Trump is taking matters into his own hands when it comes to dealing with the allegations in the Washington Post. And apparently one or two other places have now confirmed those unnamed sources. And we'll see if there's more on this. I I think this is uh, still a nothing burger. I still don't believe. and, And we've seen so many different legal experts say that there is no obstruction of justice here. So uh, let's watch it. Let's keep an eye on it. Let's, uh, let's make sure we give you guys all the coverage. Between today and tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock, when uh, Pure Opelka returns Saturday mornings on the Blaze Radio Network, I, I don't know if anything's going to come out of this. We still have one more hour today to get to, or actually one more half hour today to get to. Uh, if, if anything uh, new comes of this, most of all, I think it's a lot of speculation by the myriad panels Uh, There's also supposed to be a hospital update on Steve Scalise's condition. Representative Steve Scalise, who took the worst of the attack two days ago. Uh, I expect I expect this should be good news. I think otherwise they wouldn't be teasing it. I think they've got a good idea of what's going on. Um, Rich from White Plains is checking in. I guess I better get a quick update. Rich, I've got about a minute and 15 seconds. What's going on, sir? Okay, I'll make it quick, uh, Mike. I 
I saw uh, Donald Trump um, on TV calling for civility, and uh, listening to him call for civility rings completely hollow for me. This is the guy, you know, who used name calling, personal attacks, and, and character assassination to win, and now he's saying, "Do as I say, not as I do." Uh, can so you, you know, don't believe anybody can change? He's well. This is a guy who's never apologized for anything. This is a no, no. I, I'm not saying that. Did Barack Obama apologize for being anti-gay marriage? No, well, he just said he changed. He said he evolved. Who who you, who evolved? Uh, Obama. Barack Obama said he evolved on gay marriage. He never apologized for his previous stance. So if you if you're going to take that stance, then you better demand everybody else who changes their position or their attitude. You better demand they all apologize before you accept their change. Well, you know, Mike, I don't, I don't justify something by condoning bad behavior with other bad behavior. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is... That's a, no, I'm not know. saying that. You, you said he hasn't apologized. And if other people don't apologize, then you can't accept their change either. That's all I'm saying. I've got less than the minute here. I'm sorry we don't have time to talk more, Rich. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Puro Pelka. Let me remind you, the weekend is coming. You want to be active. Oh my gosh, you've got chronic pain. Why have you waited? All you need to do is call 800-500-8384. Talk to the people at Relief Factor. 800-500-8384. Ask them for the three-week quick start pack. That's the one I started with. It's $19.95 for the three-week quick start pack. And if you take it faithfully, you will know whether or not it works for you. It works for me. It works for so many people, thousands of people, people here at The Blaze. What it does with an all-natural anti-inflammatory mixture, it takes all of that inflammation out of the joints. That inflammation is where the pain comes from. Once it's gone, the pain is gone. I started doing it, I did it religiously, and I made a point of taking it at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And eight days later, I put down the bottle of the painkillers. I don't take prescriptions. It was over-the-counter, but the stuff used to work for me. I don't think it was a good idea to be taking four, eight, sometimes 12 of those little green gel caps every day. It couldn't be good for my system. I haven't taken a single one. In over 14, we're into our 14th week right now. I'm doing more. I'm out more. The pain is gone. I'm able to play more golf, walk the golf course, work in the garden to get my life back. Why did I wait? Why, were, why will you wait? Do the research. Go to relieffactor.com. Find out what's, what, what, what it's doing for other people. See the real life stories. Veterans who are able to find or return to work after finally getting off prescription meds. 
so many people doing doing their their life activities again without pain. 800-500-8384. It's called Relief Factor. Give it a spin. Get the three-week quick start plan and um, see if it'll help you out. It's 1995, relieffactor.com. We are, uh, we're going to have an interesting show tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to reveal who is the uh, fortunate person. I'm just looking at this America's Mighty Warriors action figure of Mark Lee. They just shipped. I just got mine. We talked about it some time ago with Debbie Lee, Mark's mom. He's been, uh, he's been gone for so long now. Uh, this, um, this beautiful tribute to Mark Lee is, um, is going to be somebody's. I, I would keep it, but you know what? I think one of you guys deserves it. It is uh, manufactured by uh, a group, what are they called? Black Ops Toys. It is amazing, and the detail on it is spectacular. And there's a couple other little surprises the company sent with it, including a copy of Mark's last words, his letter that he wrote to his mom. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking when you see the letter and you read the contents and you realize he wrote it just a couple of days before he was killed serving our country. So uh, I, I made this little contest up and I have this montage that if you can solve it and tell me what's, what's in common, and you have to be specific. You have to be very specific. If you can solve it, uh, you, all the correct answers will go into a drawing for this fabulous, fabulous tribute to Mark Lee. Uh, I'll play you the montage before we get out of here. I have to talk about something I saw online. And it's on, it's on Business Insider. It's an article that states, uh, U.S. infrastructure is falling apart. Here's how terrible things have become. It, it talks about America's infrastructure being in, in horrible condition. And then it goes on to give a grade to each one, and this came from the American Society of Civil Engineers. They put out an infrastructure report card. It comes out every four years. So that means this came out in 2013, and it also means it came out in 2009. And both of those years, when they came out with these quadrennial infrastructure report cards, Barack Obama was in charge. And I'm sure that we didn't go from A-pluses to the grades they have here. For example, in the report in Business Insider, the report that they have transcribed or broken down from the American Society of Civil Engineers, aviation gets a D. And they project that we need $42 billion in spending between now and 2025 to upgrade all of our airports and air traffic systems. Well, we know Donald Trump is privatizing air traffic controllers, so that should actually knock that cost down because we know private industry can do it better and cheaper and faster than government. Bridges, we get a C+. The report claims there are 56,000 structurally deficient bridges in the country. And they say that that's going to cost 
oh, I don't know, between uh, 100 and $123 billion just to fix the bridges in America. Dams in America. This one, a little surprising, D is the grade they give to the dams. And they're talking about 15,500 high-hazard dams in the country. Gee, what's the price tag on that? They didn't even give it to us. Drinking water gets a D. And I think we understand the, the critical need to have good drinking water in the country. Just look at Flint, Michigan, where people have actually been charged with uh, manslaughter for, for not fixing what they knew was broken. Energy, we get a D plus, and that's probably to do with the grid, the power lines. Most of the power lines that serve the country built in the 50s and 60s. And they're saying we need to fix that. We need about $177 billion to fix that. Our disposal of hazardous waste gets a D plus. And we are saying that it's barely adequate how we deal with hazardous waste. Our inland waterways gets a D. Our levees get a D. Our parks and recreation get a D plus. Gee, how do we get an upgrade from a D that most of the others get to a D plus? They're talking about the roads inside the parks, the bridges inside the parks, and they want they project eleven point nine billion is needed for the next few years. Our ports get a C plus. We have nine hundred and twenty six ports in the country. Five trillion dollars worth of goods come through those ports. And it's, it's got a C plus, granted that's higher than some of the other areas, but they're saying that we need to do more for infrastructure there. Railroads, B. I'm sorry, uh, after my last two train rides, I'm, I'm lowering that to a D, and they want $25 billion to fix and repair the railway system in America. Yeah, I get it in the hands of private industries. It'll be much better. Roads, a D. Eight hundred and 36 billion in backlog of unmet capital funding to our roads. Schools get a D plus. Solid waste removal in the country is getting a C. Transit, mass transit gets a D minus. Wastewater gets a D. So all it's a pretty dismal report. It's saying the US needs to invest trillions and trillions into our infrastructure. And here's my question to everybody at Business Insider. Here's my question to all the people who point all this out. Where is your analysis of the same reports from 2013 and 20 or two, 2013 and 2009? Where what has happened since Barack Obama was there for 8 years? Where's the outrage there? Was there any light lit, any warning shot fired to say, "Hey, infrastructure's in trouble?" I'm sorry, but when we had the market crash, there could have been massive spending in infrastructure that would have done a lot to fix a lot of these problems. Oh, wait, we supposedly did get that. Only all I remember are a bunch of signs that said it was for the American Renewal and Recovery Act. Where's the money? Where is the near trillion dollars that was supposed to be allocated on infrastructure when the economy crashed, somebody, somebody should have been locked up if we didn't spend that money where we were told it was going to be spent. Somebody didn't spend it right. 
This is just an insult. Business Insider, uh, shame on you guys for not pointing that out. Shame on you guys for not looking back. Barack Obama was there for eight years. Donald Trump's been there, what is it, 130 days, 126 days, whatever it is. How's he going to fix in 120 days what Barack Obama neglected for eight stinking years? Michael Pelka and Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Busy three hours. Yes, I'm sleep deprived. I was at the ballpark last night and, and uh, yes, Amtrak screwed me on a late arrival. Uh, before we get out of here, pay attention to this short montage. These traffic reports have something in common. And if you figure it out and send it to me, uh, this, this helps out the people who listen on the replay tonight or get it offline. Thank you for downloading, by the way. Uh, send it to me at mopelka at theblaze.com, mopelka at theblaze.com. Uh, figure out what these these traffic reports have in common. And uh, out of all the correct answers, there have been quite a few already, we will select one lucky winner who will receive this Mark Lee action figure. It's a very limited edition. I'll tell you, it's like 200 bucks, and it's beautiful. It supports... America's Mighty Warriors, the charity that helps all returning soldiers who need it. Debbie Lee puts these things together, and she's remarkable. Her son, Mark Lee, was killed, the first American Navy SEAL killed in Iraq. And uh, what a hero he was. But try and figure it out and send me an email and hurry up. Here's, here's the, uh, the montage. But like me on 285, I get around, round and round, round we go every Friday. Mark Aram is standing by. Good right. morning, Linda. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, everyone. All I need in this traffic life of sin is me and my girlfriend. That's Ashley Frasca with good news on 85. Yesterday morning, Linda, was horrible ride on 85. You know, that's the way it is. Some things will never change. Hopefully this morning, things will be better on 85. We go to the maps looking good so far. There. Time of the morning, we go up over your drive to work. Joining us on the north side perimeter, Mark McKay, untouchable like Elliot Ness. We have been monitoring trouble, though, on I-285 in Fulton County. Mark McKay, let's show these people how we do it over this west side, because you and I know it's the best side. Yeah, it's a crash in from Lawrenceville on 85 South. Of course, you can depend on Mark McKay, like the first and the 15th, to be up over the scene. And on the Captain Cam, yep, this uh, crash is on the right shoulder. You know, all eyes on me as we take a look at 285 this morning. Mark Aram giving you the traffic the way that you want it. Mark, how do you want it? I want it uh, nice and easy on the north side. So there it is. There's the montage. Figure it out. Send me your answer. Mopelka at theblaze.com. Tomorrow at the end of Pure Opelka, just before 9 o'clock Eastern, we'll tell you. 
who's the lucky winner, but you got to hurry up and, and don't overthink it. And speaking of overthinking, uh, one of my favorite people at the Blaze is here. I'm really ticked off. I didn't get to see him last week when I was in Dallas. You know him as the liberty-loving Latino. Chris Salcedo's in the studio today. Hello, my friend. How are you? I am doing well. Did you know that I started my major broadcast career in traffic, believe it or not? Uh, believe it or not, uh, I, it's not that I have tapes or anything that I would drop on you at, the, at a surprise, <laughs> but I happen to know Angie Austin. I think you started with Angie in one of your early traffic roles. Right. I was doing traffic on um, on radio and then got onto the Fox affiliate, which is, by the way, shuttered its doors in San Diego. And I uh, was doing weather and fill, uh, I'm sorry, traffic and fill in weather over there on the morning show where Angie Austin and my uh, still to this day, good buddy, uh, John Elliott were the morning hosts. Yeah, it's a tiny, tiny world. We're all interconnected. Chris, did you see the president's speech uh, to the, the people in uh, Little Havana? Uh, I didn't see all of it, but I did hear some of the highlights. And I, I have to tell you that I am I am elated uh, that that uh, President Trump has decided to put the oppressed Cuban people uh, uh, forefront in his mind rather than the oppressors uh, in the Cuban regime as Barack Obama did. Uh, Mr. Obama, of course, uh, if a leftist totalitarian regime was threatened, Mr. Obama wanted to, of course, bail them out because... In Mr. Obama's mind, uh, subjugating people is what's really at play because they don't know what's for their own good. So all-powerful government is what Mr. Obama has long been after. And then Donald Trump said he gets in there and says, no, I don't think that U.S. dollars should be going in to support a Cuban regime that still holds its people under its boots. So I I congratulate congratulate the president. I've got about 30 seconds left. I know you're going to dig into that today, Chris. Uh, You know, if... Anytime you want to do a crossover and, and share what you're going to be hitting, I'm always open. I think this is the seamless transition we long for in the Blaze Radio. But uh, have a great weekend, my friend. Uh, we will we'll check in again another time. That's Chris Salcedo. He's on immediately following this program, Monday through Friday. This is Pure Pelka with Mike Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.